0: Locked On Spurs, your daily San Antonio Spurs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to Locked On Spurs on the Locked On NBA Network. I'm your host, Jeff Garcia, News Newsforce San Antonio and Fox29SanAntonio.com. Glad to have you back for another episode of Los. And uh, got a lot to store for you today. Look, the Spurs are um, going to wrap up their preseason uh, slate of games tonight in Houston as uh, they look to get one game, one win uh, in preseason action. I know preseason games don't matter, but hey, it'll be nice to see the Spurs going into the regular season on a uh, W instead of an L. So we're going to be looking at uh, pretty much the Spurs so far after two preseason games. So full disclosure, this is recorded before tonight's matchup. And uh, also on uh, the show, we're going to be looking at that upcoming game later on tonight. What do we want to see from the Spurs as they uh, well, they get ready for the regular season, and this will be their final tune-up game. To do that and more, I'm joined by San Antonio sports reporter Casey Vieira, whose dog may make a cameo today on Lockdown Spurs. Nah, no, no,
1: nah, no, nah, he's chilling. He's sleeping.
0: He's What's sleeping. What's he up to if... anyway right now? He's just sleeping. Chilling? Just sleeping. He's oh,
1: chilling, man. That's how he does. I mean, we're still in a time frame right now where I don't think. I don't think the kids are going to be walking home outside from school. I think I think most of them are already home. Sometimes he wants to see what's up with that, but I think he's good right now. He's oh. mellow. He good. just ate. You know, he just oh. went outside. He's he's
0: chilling. He sounds he like me staying. after a big meal, just eating and then wanting to go to sleep.
1: And that sounds about right. All fifteen <laughs> pounds of him.
0: <them>. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Casey, look, the Spurs are winless on their preseason slate. They dropped. A game against Houston recently. They can play Houston again tonight. You know, NBA just trying to minimize travel, you know, COVID, you know, that thing. So, mm. um, but you look back at the last two games and um, there are some bright spots and yeah, you know, there are some bad spots like <laughs> defense still being an issue, but let's start off with the good. Let's start this episode of Locked On Spurs, at least this segment on a good note here. Is uh, okay. there any, been, any positives you've been seeing so far after two games? Uh,
1: I mean, you know, e- even with the good, with the bad, with pre- and the good and the bad with preseason, both, it's really hard for me to put a ton of stock into either, in either one. I guess if I had to take something, I think the, the easy answer and I think for a lot of people is the fact that Vassell is over here playing 30 minutes a game and yeah. pops giving that run early. And whether that be the last bit of him that we're gonna see, or I guess tonight, theoretically would be the, mm-hmm. the last minute that we're gonna see of him for another month and a half or so, knowing the spurs way. And then I mean so it, it it's a pretty good, it's a pretty good way to go out, I say mm-hmm. a little bit lightheartedly. He looked good. He he I I like that that ranginess that he has. And and yes. that was kind of the thing. That I mean, that was the thing. Everyone loved is just that length. And when you have that, you can guard three four positions on the floor and that's I mean through a keyhole very small view of Devin Vassell I mean it, it, it looks good it looks good but it's again it, it's kind of hard to put a lot of stock into things I know Lonnie looked all right in the second game mm-hmm. but I, you know de- defensively that's what's going to turn heads for basically everybody for the most part watching this as much as we talk about Vassell's defense largely outside of him really hasn't been anything, I guess, spectacular, right?
0: <laughs> well, here's the thing, too, with um, – and I'll, I'll touch on Vassell in just a few seconds, but Lonnie, he sure right. loves to play against the Rockets, doesn't he? I mean, that just, is, he, true. He that is true. He sees that red uniform, and he just goes into exactly what Spurs fans are hoping he will turn into in, in a more consistent basis. Yeah. In the bubble, I think he averaged about 11 points per game uh, in the uh, matchups against Houston, so – Interesting. Um, yeah, and then, of course, we know what he did last season. Um, Couldn't in help
1: that. in that game that they blew a 30-point lead in Houston. Could Yeah,
0: that. <laughs> there's that. But, no, L- Lonnie, at least in one game, looked better than he did in that first game. But circling back to Vassell, I absolutely agree. He just has that knack uh, on defensive end, which is obviously making Pop smile from ear to ear right now. His right. length is s- such a hindrance for opposing teams. There was a clip – of in that first game versus the Thunder in San Antonio where I saw him guard multiple positions in, I would say about four seconds. He mm-hmm. went from the five to the four to the two in a matter mm-hmm. of seconds. His length is going to be an issue for opposing teams. His, you know, he has the want, he has the desire. You know, the, the vets are saying that he's making them uh, be on their toes in practices and what we're seeing so far out of Vassell is great. Don't, my only thing, caution, though, Casey, is the hopes hope Spurgeon just pumped the ba- brakes. He's he's not crowned a rookie of the year, you know, hopefully not quite yet. But right. I mean, right. um,
1: yeah.
0: there's a lot of promise what we're seeing. My other, I want to say concern, but my other thing I'm going to see exactly what happens is if there is a G League season, which all signs are pointing to, yes, there will be, uh, mm-hmm. From what I've heard, that more than likely there will be in a in a bubble fashion. If the Spurs send him there, you know, wh- what is that signal? Is that signal that a tried and true, slow process? Or is it just going to be just for a few games, maybe a week out there, get the gist of things, and then come on back? Because Pop did tell me uh, in a recent uh, you know, chat with him that they're trying to just pick up the language right now, understanding mm-hmm. what is being asked of them. But I ask you, Casey, after two games, and hopefully we'll get another great game from Vassell. I, you think it'd be a bad idea to send him to Austin after what we've seen in three preseason games?
1: I thought it was a bad idea to send him off to Austin, period. Perfect. Um, All right. Period, period. I, I, yeah. I think whoever, whether it have been him or – Halliburton, or I'm just throwing right. names out there, whoever it would have been, I thought it would have been a bad idea to send him to Austin because when you look at the way that the roster is set up right now, you could make the case that it's whoever it would have been, in this case more definitely more so sell, he's probably one of the best 10 players that the Spurs could put on the floor given any chance to win. Mm-hmm. And and that hasn't exactly been the case with a lot of these Spurs rookies in recent years. It's just been weighted out projects. Keldon Johnson last year, there was no real sense of urgency to put him on the floor, no real kind of minutes, so to speak, that were available to put him on the floor. So he spent a lot of the year there and largely in the grand scheme of things, you look at you, you, you sit down and you look at the roster and maybe you go about 10 deep and you can make the case that, to fit into that last nine, 10 rotational spot, especially when the team isn't entirely healthy, Mm -hmm. you can make that argument to get minutes. Now we know it's never as as simple as that with the Spurs. It never is. And in all likelihood, like you said, for as much as I say this, for the first month, there's probably a better chance that he's going to spend it in Austin than San Antonio, But if you weren't, if you were to stay here, I certainly don't think it would be a a, a bad situation for him because I do think he'd get minutes, certainly maybe not 32 minutes like we've seen in the preseason like we saw a couple nights ago. But I think definitely rotational minutes, absolutely.
0: He is definitely forcing the Spurs coaching staff to give him a lot of – maybe uh, quite the uptick of run this upcoming regular season. There's no doubt about that. Uh, He can score. We're seeing that he can play defense. He's doing that two way player thing that the Spurs desperately right. needed. That they thought they're going to get out of Demari Carroll. We know that was um, you know, just didn't work. Didn't no. work out. Uh, Kawhi he left, and the Spurs have been searching for that type of player since, and mm. they may have found it in Devin Vassell. And look, it, now it's time for Casey to poke fun of me for all the. Uh, Subscriptions I have to advanced stats. So Casey, get ready. Yes. <laughs> so these like, numbers
1: are well beyond my range, of pay, <laughs> man. So for a minute, like, like you said, I, I still love that gravity metric that you yeah. throw out there. The simplest but highly effective number right. uh, that are, are of a title of a statistic. But yeah, I, 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 I love your react to I that. Just,
0: uh, you're pretty, like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Like you're just like, does. oh, okay. Uh, but, i was
1: like gravity what the hell is gravity and then you explain it. i was like
0: oh that yeah. actually
1: kind of makes yeah. sense that's creative i don't know how they measure that uh or, or how they have that specific eye to define it sure. when they suck like like what's the level of being drawn in are we talking like like two feet or are we talking <laughs> eight feet i don't know if you have the answer for that
0: but don't, don't have that answer right now but if you me okay. a few minutes i probably would be able to do it but i, I uh, might have to look it up myself yeah well According to Synergy Sports, uh, through two preseason games, and I get it, it's just preseason and a tiny, tiny sample size, but the MSL is the uh, leader among players uh, averaging 1.15 points per possession. Uh, if with minimum games, you played the two uh, preseason games, and uh, that leads the team. Second is Patty Mills with the 1.13, and I get it. I, I get it. That, that's a small sample size, but you're looking for any type of hope and and a foundation to build on with Vassell and you got it right there in that one stat you dig deeper he's averaging about 11.5 points per game through two preseason games and um you you look at him you're like huh you know you, you 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 see him going up and down that court Casey and nothing flashy mm-hmm. nothing sensational he's not trying to wow the crowd if there was one in the arenas. He's not trying to do anything dynamic. He's just playing within the system right now, within his role, and is paying off, Casey.
1: Yeah, no, without a doubt. And and I think when you look at a guy like him and you look at the way this roster is constructed right now, it's pretty apparent that the direction that they're going in, the way that they're building this thing, is that they're setting it up where it's defense first and hopes the offense comes along with it. Mm-hmm. And the self fits right into that. And, and it's kind of like the same thing we've seen them do with DeJounte, where they know the defense is there. They hope the offense comes along with it. Keldon Johnson still very raw on both sides, but if there's anything that's more established of the two right now, any aspect, probably the defensive end is and, and his ability to rebound at his height is probably something, his best attribute, I guess you could say, at the moment, too. Put Vassell into that category. As well, along with those guys, and mm-hmm. uh, and I think that's going to be consistently the way that we're going to see this go transition with the younger dudes on this roster, and that's certainly a, a positive step to take, mm-hmm. but without a doubt. I mean, how many teams are known to play defense in this league anymore? Not many. Not many. But no. if, but, but you can see the, the way that this roster is construction uh, is constructed to have point. Well, I, I, I'm not going to throw positions. Guys, four out of those five guys out there to be long, rangy defenders and to be able to rotate and switch on those guys just seamlessly. That's what they're aiming for right now. That's the way the way this thing is being built. And so far, Vazel has fit in very solid with this through the first two games. Of course, a way to go. We can't get excited mm-hmm. over Thank you. Yeah. two preseason games. Mm-hmm. So like you said, we need to... We need to pump the brakes a little bit, but it's hard to complain. Hard to yeah. complain right now.
0: Yeah, and digging deeper, uh, per Synergy, uh, he averages about 55% uh, uh, scoring. So basically every time he has the ball in his possession, 55% of those times he's going to score the basket. That's actually third best on the team through two preseason games. Again, we get it. It's two preseason games against uh, perhaps competition that's going to be quite different when the ball goes up for the regular season. But there, hmm. nevertheless, that is just a good – these are just good signs to see. And I think, as a matter of fact, you were okay with Vassell heading into the draft. I think you had your mock board, and you're like – I did. Yeah, you're like, th- if, yeah. It's, if it's Nesmith, fine. If it's Vassell, fine. If it's Patrick Lewis, fine. I mean, he, he, you, you called it. That was a guy that was on your radar, and um, here we are looking at him. I think I, I
1: had – I had, I know Patrick Williams' stock was rising. We mm-hmm. all knew that, uh, but I don't think anyone saw him going number four. Yeah. So I, the, I believe, I believe the order that I had. I think I had Patrick Williams, and then I thought Sadiq Bey was going to be the pick, and he mm-hmm. was there. But it was, I thought it was going to be Sadiq Patrick Williams if he was there, but that might have been wishful thinking. Clearly, it was that it was going to be either Sadiq Bey or Vassell. So I mean, I was at least in the ballpark. I didn't say. Give me partial credit, I guess.
0: <laughs> well, um, yeah. So so far, the rookie Devin Vassell has been looking great uh, through two preseason games. Uh, for me, uh, one of the takeaways is um, is Dejounte Murray. Now, mm. I know uh, he may not be scoring the ball quite well. We know that he's missing shots point blank at that rim, but when I look at the what I've seen so far out of him, it's not actually just scoring and filling the scoring column. It's that he's really becoming a more of a facilitator. Through two preseason games, he's averaging about 5.5 assists per game. Now, there comes the turnovers, though. He's averaging about four turnovers per game through two preseason games. So that assist to turnover ratio is not that great. But hmm. nevertheless, If this is his next level, was to become more of a facilitator, I'm all about it, Casey.
1: You know, it's funny you bring up Dejounte because, yeah, a couple of nights ago he looked better. He did look better in the in the first Houston game, Mm -hmm. but I thought the OKC game. I thought he looked lousy. I thought he looked lousy, and I and I say that because I felt like a lot of the decisions that were that were being made in in just on the floor and, and and transition, it was, it it was, it was, it was kind of, it was a little concerning in my mind. I'm just trying, I'm thinking of one possession where he had a, a two on one or a three on two. They had a numbers advantage going the other direction on a fast break. And he had a guy he could have went cross court pass spot up in the corner, open three Or he could have gone the trailer in transition, would have had Mm -hmm. a layup. But what he did instead is he went up to the rim Mm -hmm. into a double team, and and he got blocked at the rim. Thankfully, at the the end of the possession, I think the Spurs scored anyways. But it was a play like that. I'm like, what, what, why? Why? And and yeah, I mean, it's only one play. And admittedly, the rest of the game, I didn't keep a close eye on every single time DeJounte Murray touched the basketball. But... It was kind of like one of those things where that stood out more than anything else Mm -hmm. from that OKC game. And a couple nights ago against Houston, I mean, he did look better. He did redeem himself uh, himself a little bit from what I saw. But in terms of what you're saying, becoming that facilitator kind of role, that's what it's going to have to be, especially if he's not going to shoot the ball overly effectively from deep. And right now we haven't exactly seen that, that he's going to be a – an effective, potentially upwards of 38, 39, 40% shooter from three, he's got to facilitate. And well, I mean, uh, he's doing that. He's doing that. And, and they're building this, this roster right now to have a lot of those spot up guys to expand the floor a little bit as well. And if you can do that part in terms of creating that it's a mm-hmm. definitely, definitely what they need.
0: Yeah. And look, uh, I, I, you're, you're you're thankful that these games don't count. Uh, you hope that he cleans it up as far as the turnover side uh, and when the regular season begins, because tonight will be the last preseason game, but there is still a, a good chunk of days in between before the Spurs get things going on the December 23rd in Memphis. But yeah, his turnover percentage right now 26.7% and that ain't going to cut it. Uh, when the real mm-hmm. games begin, uh, again, I know he's not lighting up the scoreboard. Nine points per game through two preseason games, <laughs> shooting the ball not that great, thirty-three percent. But those 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 assist numbers are high. I like. Got to clean up the ball. That's the, the uh, p- valuing the ball much better. Dejounte. Uh, yeah. But moving on, you, you know, we we know that he, DeMar DeRozan recently said that one of his personal goals for Dejounte is for him to be that for general to be that distributor. And maybe DeMar sees something that, okay, DeJounte, you, you know, maybe scoring, you know, 15 and night ain't your thing. But you got that length. You can play some defense. Those steals. You can definitely facilitate. And that's how he's going to get his next level. Because that not that the knock on him right now, Casey? At least among the fan base, is What is his next gear? What is his next level? What if this right. is it?
1: It might be. Mm-hmm. It, it might be. And it's, it's kind of one of those things where (sighs) I think for a lot of Spurs fans, I think best case scenario would be is if you get the second coming of Rondo almost, Mm -hmm. I think that's kind of the ambition in a lot of Spurs fans. Mm -hmm. If, if they can get that, he he would, of course, have to become a better facilitator, but defensively it's they're pretty much on par and his ability to rebound is pretty much on par and neither are particularly great shooters but maybe this is and 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 probably more so than any player on this roster and and it's kind of it's kind of silly to say but because he still hasn't been in this league very long Dejounte, but maybe more so than any other guy on this team right now presumably that's going to be here at the end of this season into next, the pressure is most on him to kind of find that identity,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, and this is something you and I have, have, have talked about off pod, if you will, mm-hmm. uh, is that where, if he struggles again, like what's kind of the excuse, you know, like, mm-hmm. like you can't play the ACL card anymore. Cause has been a whole season. It, it's the, it's the not get enough minutes thing. Well, he's going to be the, mm-hmm. just like last year, the prime facilitator of, of the basketball. What, yeah. you know, what is it? What yeah. is it? And, and T- I think Tony Parker
0: the, was, you know, shown the door for lack of a better word if, to pave the way for him. Right. Right. Exactly. Exactly.
1: So I think by the end of the year, and I'm going to regret saying this, of course, but, but I think whatever DeJounte is by the end of the year, that will probably be what he is for a majority of his career
0: yeah I'm, I'm right there i'm right there with you i think we're starting to see him set his roots so to speak as far as the type of player he is mm-hmm. but look at demar DeRozan; he transformed his game to become a facilitator and by the way uh, he is one of the the team leaders right now in the preseason as far as facilitating i think he's something like uh Close to five two as well, uh, right there with Dejounte. Yeah, five five assists per game, but his turnovers are low. He's only averaging one, um, right. And so, if DeMar DeRozan can do that in you know the in the middle part, maybe the beginning of the end of his prime years, Dejounte can certainly do it. Uh, I don't think he's even entered his prime years as a young guy, Dejounte. So hopefully that will be cleaned up as the regular season goes on. You know, we, uh, I can't believe we're we're ignoring this. Oh, and quickly, by the way, through the magic of editing, everybody, because earlier I did edit out a portion where Casey and I were well, mainly me we were confused about a steal's possession, and um, basically that breaks down into how many times does he, Dejounte Murray, have the ball stolen from him. So oh. yeah, it's worse. So
1: oh.
0: yeah. So so where uh, does
1: that stack up then?
0: Uh as as worse on the the, the roster right now. 3.5 times <laughs>
1: I'm over here celebrating it. He will get uh, the
0: ball picked away from him.
1: Oh uh, man.
0: Yeah. So
1: aren't you he, glad you reviewed that?
0: Yeah, I sure am. And uh yeah, again, everybody through the magic of editing, there was an edited portion here at this moment of lockdown spurs. Oh man. So but moving on, because uh, we don't want to, you know, we want to be more upbeat and positive. Uh, LaMarcus Aldridge. I don't know. Maybe this is where uh, Casey flips the table over here. But yeah. LMA certainly is not shy about chucking the threes. And we saw that against the Thunder, 10 uh, attempts he made three. We saw a little bit of it against Houston, played limited minutes. But what do you think so far? What are you seeing with LMA taking those threes?
1: It's pretty much what we're going to expect and pretty much what he and really everyone else said to expect is him doing exactly what he did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe he won't take ten every single night for the offense's sake. I well he didn't he took ten. I think t- he didn't take ten. It felt like ten. It was I think he only took four. He took ten shots, but but that that's kind of what you're gonna expect with this with this branded up tempo mm-hmm. younger smaller spurs small ball kind of thing was that more distant opportunities for aldridge to space things out for everybody else um the one of four thing whatever okay. because that's probably the range he's going to shoot and yeah, it, largely it, for the most part he did shoot the ball effectively
0: last year yeah lma taking threes has been a kind of a hot button right now among the spurs fan base you have it's almost split. I mean, right down the middle. Um, there's some like, good, go for it. Yeah, take all the wide threes. We need you to get that rhythm going LMA and knock them down. You got the other saying, it's useless. You know, why teach an old dog new tricks kind of thing. And My, Yeah, oh, go go ahead. No, no, no. And for me, I, I'm more of a wait and see approach. Let's just mm-hmm. see how he looks because if you look at last season, he did have a stretch where he was knocking him down. He did. And, oh, yeah. Um, again, nerd alert, you know, going and cleaning the glass. Um, you, they have these uh, these handy dandy things called brace yourself, uh, Casey charts. So I never heard of these charts. Oh. <laughs> and in their charts, as far as LMA's three point percentage, you see it spikes. that
1: steals thing, and then come yeah, back to something as simple as exactly. charts.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to break it down as, as basic as possible. Believe it or not, the cleaning glass cleaning glass has a fancy way of saying these charts, but uh, that's a whole other <laughs> side topic. But anyway. Uh, you see in the charts that they have out there for subscribers, is LMA is becoming consistent. There's a good stretch of games where he's knocking him, he's knocking him. Then you see a, just a dramatic drop, and I attribute that to the shoulder injury that he had, and maybe that he was dealing with that, and that could have affected his shot. I wanted to give him a chance to resume that. Mm-hmm. He's been How long has he been away from the game? He didn't play in the bubble,
1: the right. pandemic—
0: yeah, the off So essentially season.
1: nine, essentially nine months.
0: Exactly. So I, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt. I want to see how he looks in-game, real games, when it counts. And if but there's gonna come a point where if it's not working, then they gotta rethink it. But if it's working, great. Uh Casey, you're saying. I mean
1: that's that that's my concern. That's my concern with this. And it's not necessarily Aldridge himself, it's DeRozan and and patty and and to a lesser degree rudy gay with these veterans all these guys have made it sound like they're there to get theirs and is that going to be something to watch like patty mills shooting the ball how many times you shoot the ball that okc game about 18 i don't recall i mean patty ball patty mills shooting the ball 18 times Like that's not gonna that's not gonna help the growth of this.
0: Well, he right now he's averaging about twelve shots per game. So, oh, was that what he averaged last year?
1: Huh? Possibly. He averaged twelve last year.
0: I think so. It might have. It felt like he was
1: shooting a lot. Let's see. Oh yeah. Okay, I got it. He averaged nine shots last year. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, that's that's my concern here, is that, and and I've mentioned it before on here. the the Milwaukee parallel is that the re and how people want to say he's Brooke Lopez, but the difference is Brooke Lopez is not shooting the ball 17 times a game potentially as, as option number two on the offensive end for him. And if he's on the floor, he's going to command the ball. That's just what it is. He's going to command the ball. He's going to command the touches. And that's not necessarily the, best from an offensive standpoint long term for the spurs team i mean audrey's going to try to get his i mean because one he's a free agent two he's probably going to go to he he's probably going to go to a contender by mid-february in itself maybe the portland thing finally happens who knows
0: bold take (laughs)
1: yeah right (laughs) seriously man Seriously, let's just keep playing it up. But I think that's something we gotta. And, and of course, we are way too much in the infancy of of this thing to really place a label. But I think that's something we got to keep at, keep an eye out for. Is the veterans taking the shots here? At what point does it turn from okay? They're getting theirs because I mean they're they're good players. It's not like Aldridge is a scrub and. And Demar is a scrub, or any of these guys, but ultimately it's not beneficial to this roster. And at what point does that type of thing become cautionary?
0: There's got to be a moment where um, they're going to have to have a heart-to-heart with LMA, and because um, what's been the vibe so far? And this is not a negative thing, where you're hearing even Demar Derozan say, "Yeah, we hope LMA incorporates himself into what we saw in the bubble." Dejounte right. Murray. We're glad to have LMA back. Hopefully he'll keep on doing what we saw in the bubble. He'll add to that. So, yeah, there's that. You know, there, how is he going to fit into this new up-tempo run-and-gun style that the Spurs are going for? And, you know, Pop, Do and you? the players also said, too, they want – I think it was Pertle who said uh, – no, I'm sorry. I think it was Lonnie who said, mm-hmm. yeah, Pop wants us to take threes. Like we're not taking you, threes. We we're What we did you? Go ahead.
1: What did you take out of that Murray comment that a lot of people got all fussy about and meme yeah. for a day? What What did you take out? of Nothing. That? I
0: didn't see nothing. anything negative about it. No, yeah, I was neither. I was in that media session and I heard him firsthand. You know, and in real time, and he was just applauding LMA. It was nothing but praise, and I don't think it was yeah. a slight. I think if anything, he just says like everybody seemingly is on board with this new direction pop is on it and the players are on it and it'd be different if pop came out and said, no, we're going back to four down. Um, then I am pretty sure Murray would say, yeah, we're glad to have him back. Cause he needs to help us in this four down system And what they're going moving forward with a youth movement, running gun up tempo. Then yeah, LMA you're going to have to try to fit into that as well. And uh, so far uh, the jury is still out. Uh, you know some some other quick uh, takeaways from the first uh, couple of preseason games. Yeah, he, you just can't help but uh, bring his name up again, Devin Vassell. So I looked it up. He has zero turnovers through two preseason games so far. That's encouraging. Yes, very encouraging. Four steals uh, against the uh, the Rockets and three against the Thunder.
1: That's encouraging. <laughs>
0: Very encouraging, but moving also right along. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, other quick uh, highlights because we got to get this show on the road uh, continuing is, you know, uh, FIBA Patty. So far, he's living up to that billing that what he said, that he was going to be a much more aggressive player. We're seeing that right now. You like that or you don't like it? <sighs>
1: I'll let this marinate a little bit. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, I... I mean yeah, but I mean, I, I mean, that kind of goes back to what I was saying, though, is that is that going to become a concern that a lot of these guys are trying to get theirs, these vets that because they're in contract years and they know in all likelihood they won't be here. I mean, if Patty shows up and he's taking he's taken 15 shots a night and he's making seven of them and of the those shots maybe six or threes, and he's making three of them a night. Uh, okay. I feel good. I don't feel good though that Patty Mills would be one of the main focal points of the offense though. Yeah. Not necessarily.
0: Well, he is definitely saying that he's uh, been, I he know he's, he wants to. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's definitely saying that he wants to be that that what we see in uh In uh, Team Australia, hopefully it'll translate as well. Also, um, some other quick observations. You're looking at the play of Jakob Purtle. You know, he said he's going to be aggressive in the offensive end, and we're seeing flashes of that. We saw the biggest flash uh, against Houston in that first game uh, where he got caught the ball, was really aggressive going to the hoop, got the score. He's looking for his, and we're seeing that right now. And I think Pop summed it up the best. I, they want him to be a threat offensively as well, and if they can get him to go in there, that's just a different uh, dimension. Does that means just dunk, dunk, the ball. Just dunk the ball. Just is dunk that, the ball. Is Purtle. that what we're going to call threat? Yeah. Just, just dunk, dunk the ball. Uh, any final observations? Of what are you going to talk about? Trade Trey Lyles not showing up so far. Who? <sighs> I, <think> I saw <laughs>
1: someone, someone put it on on Twitter, and I, it's Spurs Twitter, so. There's a whole cast of characters, and I can't attribute it to who it was um, for their appropriate due, but they basically said that basically that Lyles was going to be the next Forbes in terms of being the scapegoat, the, the guy who's oh, a target Liles, of everyone's yeah. criticisms, the guy who's going to get more minutes than he probably should. And of course, his flaws will be accentuated, and what was promising a year ago, everybody turns on this dude he's like the prime candidate to have that happen to i know you're crushed i know you love you yeah right i, I so, think yeah. Trey
0: Lyles will fit in great uh um i'm you know i'm, I'm talking that whole the, this all up to hey, it's the preseason you know well uh, i mean it uh, is yeah and yeah. you know we'll see what he does when the games matter but right now you do I, have
1: that i mean you it's do in have the back yeah i yeah. do
0: have that going for me yeah and i'm hoping that He'll turn things around when the games matter. And uh, a quick final takeaway, you know, credit Rudy Gay, quietly having a very nice uh, preseason, Um, 11 points versus Houston, 15 points versus the Thunder, eight rebounds against the Rockets, four rebounds against the Thunder, two assists, one assist, uh, minimal turnovers, a few steals, so the, the guy, the Gay,
1: when he hands up with the Miami Heat. Yeah,
0: March. yeah. So, uh, Rudy <laughs> Gay, you're definitely looking good in uh, the preseason, at least through two preseason games. All right. We're going to go to and shift gears now and continue talking about your San Antonio Spurs and what do we hope to see as far as a tune up is concerned uh, in this final preseason match. Later tonight against the Rockets, uh, but uh, quickly betting on the Spurs doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, get daily picks and quick hitting advice to make the smartest possible w- wagers. Subscribe to Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by Bet Online AG wherever you get podcasts. We are back and I am joined by Casey Vieira, San Antonio sports reporter. Follow him on Twitter at Casey underscore Vieira. Casey, let's go ahead and continue this theme of uh, preseason action and the Spurs will get their final one. All wrapped up later on tonight against the same Rockets. James Harden. Did you see Puffy Harden? What did you think about Puffy (sighs) Harden?
1: I'm going to, I'm going to, again, credit, falsely credit, I guess, because I don't know who did it. And this is a good one. So I wish I could credit whoever did it on Twitter, but they just basically called his body an anomaly
0: <laughs> because, there's,
1: <laughs> because there's some of these pictures that come out and he looks like a rail. He looks like, Oh yes. Gracious. I
0: seen it. Yes.
1: Did you see this? Yes. Yeah. I did see it. And, and then he looks, he looks great. And then there's other ones that come out. And it's the one that's making him look, you know, an Eminem shy of being obese over here. And and I can't figure it out either because it's not like it's like a huge gap in between. It's like three months, you know. So, yeah, answer your question. Yes, I did see that. And I have seen the subsequent memes to go along with it. And Twitter, you know, Twitter, they got that. They do their part. They've done Uh, their part.
0: So I got to tell you this. Mm. So there I am yesterday just doing my work and I get a message from our good buddy, James Pledger. Who is a very, very oh big time Rockets fan? No, he loves, you know, loves any, Rocket Sports.
1: Yeah. Anytime you you preface a story with, I was talking to Pledger. You know, it's gonna go many of different ways. <laughs> um, usually, usually most of
0: them downhill. I, I I didn't know how to take it as anger. Like <laughs> he was mad, or he was, you know, maybe he didn't meant, mean to send me a message or something like that. But the first thing I heard uh, read was "You're not, you're not buying this, are you?" There was no context or nothing. It was just, "Jeff, you're not buying this, are you?" I'm like, "Huh? I'm like, what Good are you to talking to talk you
1: to pledge Happy Monday?"
0: Yeah, yeah. I'm like, "What are you talking about?" He goes, "This whole uh, Harden thing, you know. He's not fat. He's not fat. That's padding. He's wearing padding. Uh, you know, how can he go from one extreme to the other?" That, that, so basically, he's defending his Houston Rockets. Um, man there the james harden guy the beard but uh yeah man. i don't know
1: i don't know about that though i don't know maybe maybe like because Mello used to wear padding and everyone mm-hmm. would be like oh Mello's fat Mello's fat but then you could literally see the padding around the midsection yeah you could lit- you could literally see he had padding around the midsection so uh uh, for Harden though, I feel like you can't see it. It
0: might be Patton. And, and hey, you know
1: what? If he is out of shape, like let him do him, man. Yeah, there's I that mean, story that you know? Yeah, like that story was that flattering about him. Yeah, yeah. But like, if he's there's that story that popped up with him spending his off days in Vegas partying at whatever club X, Y, and Z, and then showing up to work the next day half hungover. I don't know if half hungover. I don't know if the article said that, but we'll just expand the mind a little bit here. I mean, if he's still doing that and going out and dropping 50, 10 and nine every other night and keeping you guys in playoff contention, how how do you hate the dude? You know, what do you say? (laughs) Like, What do you you say if the guy's going to do that? You, You can't say anything.
0: Well, uh, all I gotta say is James was very—he was there for his guy. You know, he's 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 defending his Rockets. He's defending the James Harden, who, by the way, he's a very uh, ardent uh, James Harden defender. Oh my God! There's a the joke, right? Wrote itself right there, defending mm. and Harden. But mm. nevertheless, hey, he
1: was actually all right last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I'm, I'm he was just actually all right. That I'm piling pretty on pretty right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, hey, you know, well, speaking of those Rockets, uh, the Spurs, I'll uh, we'll take them on one more time. And uh, the final tune-up, Pop said recently that this is the game tonight where we will see exactly what type of the rotations will be, what they're going to be gunning for as the regular season uh, inches closer, at least the start of the regular season, uh, against Memphis. But if Casey Vieira was on that coaching staff or he's in that coaching room and planning for the final game, Casey, what do you want to see out of the Spurs in this final tune-up?
1: Just kind of dot the I's, cross the T's a little bit. Some of the sloppiness that you that that you saw there in the first two games, maybe clean that up a little bit. Just kind of look like you've shaken the rust off after not sitting out a whole offseason, a whole summer, mm-hmm. and in condensed training camp. Just kind of tidying up the things that you already know how to do. I'm not really looking to reinvent the wheel. And it, if I'm popping on that coach and staff, I don't I don't I don't think you look for anything riveting. I, I just think you look for them to execute what they do and I'm going to nail hit you with every single coaching cliche here, you know, no, execute for- what they do in practice and things like that. And, and, and just, uh, you know, focus on the fundamentals and all that stuff, just the, the little things, the things they know how to do, make sure you have them on track in this last game. I think that's probably the big thing I would look for.
0: Uh, for me, it's um, preserving these guys, uh, especially the ones that are going to get the heavy rotation um, maybe play him a half. That's it. We saw, you know, an unfortunate injury to a Rockets player. I, I forgive, forgive me. I don't remember his name, but I think he no Chris he, Clemens. He, thank you. Yeah. tore his ACL, and with the uh, Spurs and the rest of the NBA on a fast track to start the regular season and minimal preseason games, minimal training camp. The last thing I need to see is, uh, you know, you know, another injury added to that already injury list that they have with KJ out and Derek White. Uh, not playing as, or as Pop would say, did say that he doesn't see when White could be coming any sooner. He, he says Kelden will be back faster than uh, White will. The last thing they need is injuries. Now, that is very cliche and that's very obvious, you know, preserve injuries. But if there's X's and O's things that I want to see is this I want to see that Temple uh, uh, pick up. I want to see them ready to go. I want to see if Devin Vassell is going to be part of it, the rotation. I don't care if it's 10 minutes or eight minutes, what type of role is he going to have? He's forcing this coaching staff to really think hard about how he fits in the San Antonio squad versus the Austin squad if there is a G League and maybe, just maybe, have him crack that rotation. And he should, Casey. He's a number 11 pick in the NBA draft, Casey.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know me, man. That's been my stance. And I think one of the big things Vassell has going for him is how little patience Pop has for Lonnie Walker. Like if that carries into this year, so much of the, I guess, the razor thin margin of error it felt like for Lonnie last season, mm-hmm. and if that continues into this year, it, I mean, Pop won't hesitate to put Lonnie on the bench in favor of him. He won't hesitate if it's this. I mean, we saw with what he did with Keldon Johnson as it pertains to Lonnie Walker like that. He, he won't hesitate. Once he saw Kelton starting to turn things on, then pre-pandemic, there were times where he got the call first over Lonnie or in more notable minutes than, than Lonnie. And I think that could be a huge aspect, Lonnie's inconsistency. And, and if he were to catch Lonnie on one of those days where Lonnie's just, you know, you get bad Lonnie, <laughs> yeah. you, you get really good Lonnie or you get really bad Lonnie. If, in, like, one of those days where you get really bad Lonnie, I could definitely see one of those scenarios where Vassell mm-hmm. comes in and takes those minutes and potentially one of those things where if he takes those minutes, he shows up, it's a chance. He's not going to lose those minutes. There's not. Yeah. There's not
0: a, a shame that Lucas Aminage is not going to play. No. <laughs> what? Like, what do we yeah. even, what do we even expect out of him anymore? I don't know. Right. I had a, what, I had what, a uh, Spurs fan jump on a uh, lockdown Spurs yesterday. And he goes, man, Jeff, you really have to give me the hard questions today to wrap the fan base because the fan base—you mention his name and the fans go nuts with it's like civil war against each other. But with Luca, with Luca, yeah, it's pretty bad. And yeah, you don't know. Guy gets food poisoning, so the Spurs say, Um, and he's not—he didn't play the first preseason Houston game, not playing tonight's preseason Houston game. So, how is he going to fit in with all this when? You know, once the ball goes up in the air, because that's it. Tonight we're done. Preseason's over. Regular season's on the way. He's not mm-hmm. cracking that rotation. And with what I'm being told that there is likely going to be a G League season, I expect him to be in Austin, and I think that could be the long term plan for Luca
1: as oh, far as this
0: season. But I would agree with that. There's that, but also but to,
1: thing too is like where is he, where is he going to get the minutes?
0: Yeah, thank you. Yeah, and how's he even going to get minutes now? He has it right. You know he played what sparingly against the Thunder. I mean, not really much.
1: If he did, you know, I, I, I don't. <laughs> yeah, I, don't I mean it was it. brief.
0: So there goes that. And so look, I, I hope for the best for Luke. I really hope this pans out. Hope this project does work out. But like with any project, within the project, you have dates and deadlines and right and X's and O's in the the T's need to be crossed and the I's need to be mm-hmm. dotted. I don't know what that progress is. So because, that, yeah, because, yeah, because
1: where like like even in the immediacy, where is he going to get the minutes at that, you know, at a four and a five spot? Because he's not playing over Aldridge, not playing over Pirtle, not playing over Trey Lyle. So cut yeah. those three off right there. Is he going to get minutes over Rudy Gay at the four? No. Is he going to get uh, minutes at the four when they decide to, or I guess technically at the five when they go – Keldon Johnson at the four well if it is so they're not going to roll that lineup out there in pivotal minutes so where it, it's that's the difference with like him and then some of the backcourt spots because a lot of those guys are on kind of on the same playing field there's just such a gap a disparity between where he is and to where he needs to be to crack that rotation for those spots mm-hmm. I don't know and the thing is I don't know like when it'll happen I don't know. If it does, it, it it won't be until in all likelihood after Aldridge is gone. Right. Or Rudy Gay is Rudy gone. that gone. Is, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. in the meantime, for this first half of the year, there's no way. Yeah. There, there's there's How is he going to do it? He's there's not. There's just no. No, there's, he's there's not. He's just
0: not. There's, end of story. Mm-hmm. He's not. But Yeah. Uh, but again. Hell, this,
1: might. I mean, you might even put Eubanks above him.
0: I agree. Yeah. 100%. Absolutely. Eubanks gets burned over him. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But uh, as far as tonight's matchup is concerned, you know, uh, tune up some defense. You know, your, your Spurs gave up quite, quite enough uh, points on the offensive end uh, against the Thunder in Houston. So, you know, try to best you can clean up. Look, if you're drafty for defense, Trey Jones and Vassell, and, and with the, the, the players they have right now, you know, you would think, you know, with Pirtle and Murray and White when he comes back, uh, that defense is tr- kind of high on the priority, at least uh, let's get that going on that end. You g- what you gave up, um, what uh, was it? 121 points to the Thunder and you can give up 112 points. I, I know in the NBA t- in today's standards, 112 points given up is like awesome. You played great defense. but Yeah, it's like uh, 90 back in, in back yeah. in
1: like, well, the early 2000s.
0: But you don't give up 121 to a Thunder team. You don't give up 112 to a Houston team that played without James Harden. And uh, in blowing leads, you know, they blew a lead against the Rockets. You know, look, Lonnie Walker, everybody to a T tee set, there's a lot of things to work on. And they'll have that chance after tonight's game uh, as there is a quite the gap between the start to tonight's, the end of tonight's game and the start of the regular season. So they'll have a lot more practice time together. Hopefully they'll clean that up. Uh, Casey, any uh, final... Um, things you're going to look out for in tonight's uh, contest before we go to break.
1: Uh not particularly. Not 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 particularly. Like I said, just tighten up the tighten up the little things, dot the i's, cross the t's, just execute. Okay. Execute. Small stuff. Do what you're told. Don't do anything, don't be cute about it. Try to do anything that's going to get you stapled to the bench.
0: Ask Lucas Amanich just kidding. All right. Well, when we get back, uh, uh, we're going to just quickly brief you on some quick news and notes that you may have missed regarding your silver and black. But before we do that, built bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. And I mean that I've gone through uh, so many boxes already because they taste like I'm eating a candy and not a good, healthy protein bar that everybody needs to have in their system. Those bars are covered in hundred percent chocolate, soft and easy to chew. They're great for the health conscious person low sugar high protein high fiber great for the keto diet low calorie you're craving peanut butter they got that flavor coconut orange salted caramel they have quite a variety of flavors including six new flavors you want to see what those flavors are all about and do any of those uh stick with you and you want to get yourself a box well you want to go to builtbar.com right now and by the way when you do that you get a free cooler with purchase while supplies last Use promo code locked on get yourself 20% off your next order. Use promo code locked on for 20% off at builtbar.com. We are back, and I'm joined by Casey Vieira, San Antonio sports reporter. And Casey, let's go ahead and dive into some news and notes that you or the rest of the listeners may have missed since we last spoke. Uh, you know, the Spurs are rolling out these fiesta color carpet for boxing star canelo alvarez you know there's a big fight this oh, weekend yeah. in san antonio well the yep. uh, spurs coyote uh, showed up to greet canelo off and gave him a spurs fiesta jersey how about that casey oh, look at that very nice very very, very nice um yep. you, you ever wanted to get an idea of what it's like to work with the clippers and then go from the clippers and by the way Casey during the Donald Sterling era, Clippers uh, oh, yeah. to going to the San Antonio Spurs. We'll look no further than uh, hearing from an ex Spurs video coordinator. Yeah, yeah, he recently spoke with one of our brother podcasts on the Locked On NBA Network, uh, rejecting the screen about what it was like going from the Clippers franchise to the Spurs franchise during that Donald Sterling era, and he had quite the things to, things to say about shifting gears, including a funny story. Uh, well, not funny, pretty much. Uh, yep, that's pretty much Spurs right there. Uh, yeah. thing, uh, what Danny Ferry did for this a former video coordinator. Uh, it's such a great read, you got to go check it out at the Spurs Zone. Also, Casey and everybody else listening, mm-hmm. Spurs Give H E B and the Spurs, um, the sports uh, and entertainment, they got together and they're going to be giving out. Uh, quite the meals for families in San Antonio during the holiday. Uh, a lot of meals are going to be handed out. Uh, they're stacking up the SA Food Bank. Uh, the Spurs once again reaching out to the community. Good on them. And finally, uh, Lonnie Walker. I had a chance, Casey, to speak with Lonnie about why he went to Clutch Sports. And you hear Clutch Sports, you think, "Uh oh, <laughs> you know, what's the, what's the clock ticket on his time in San Antonio?" Right, um, but you know that I think that was kind of a question that's been going under the radar, like you know, the clutch, they bring in quality eyes, you know, at least the big names in the in the league, you know, you're LeBron, you're Anthony Davis, who was a Ben Simmons, John Wall um, yep. But he said, "I want to get your take on this, because he is going to be a restricted free agent in 2022. Right? That's coming up quick. So I asked him, "Hey, Lonnie, why did you make the change?" He said it's all about continuing to better myself and better my surroundings and who I have with me. Your thoughts?
1: Uh, well if you're going to better your surroundings you should probably become more consistent on a night to night basis. Ouch. Thanks. I, I, mean, <laughs> I mean and and yeah, I mean he's going to get those chances this year as we yeah, know to is. do that, but yeah. but that'll be that'll be an interesting scenario considering the backcourt depth that Mm -hmm. Spurs have. And if another team comes along and and Lonnie does play more consistently this year and next year as well, and they give give him a sizable offer more than the Spurs ideally would like to show up to work with, do they do it? Do they just say, you know what, thanks for coming, Lonnie. We're, uh, you know, thank you for your service you can move on now, do they do that?
0: It all depends on I, how he plays this know. season. It really does. Uh,
1: well, and and especially considering that this time next year, two of the highest paid guys on your roster, if not, these two are going to be DeJounte and Derek white. Mm-hmm. Do you invest all that money or even more of that money into the guard position? I don't yeah. know. I don't know, I, no. I, don't, I don't know. The answer. They're, they're, they're going to get a
0: nice draft pick. Well, and, and, and again, yeah. yeah,
1: right. And, 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 and if, they fall into that top seven and they'll probably take another guy comparable to what they have in terms of a a rangy wing four or five off. I'd have to look at it, but at the top of my head, just kind of thinking that's what they would go with. Maybe perhaps maybe they would trade Lonnie. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Lonnie joins other spurs at clutch Dejounte Murray and uh, Trey Lyles. Uh, So he's teaming up with them um, in this scenario. And uh, yeah, he went on to tell me, Casey, that going with them, Clutch, he says, I felt it was the right move for my best interests. So there you have it.
1: Yeah, I mean, listen, I mean, I would want to, if I was Lonnie. I want to team up with LeBron James people too.
0: Yeah, hell yeah. I mean, look, look at the paydays they're getting if you're with Clutch. Mm-hmm. So yep. hey, can't blame Lonnie if he's uh, looking for his best interest. I mean, I think all of us would. Uh, and um, maybe one day Clutch will sign you, Casey. Oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs> hell no. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Maybe okay.
1: Not. I'm, I'm a murder their brand.
0: <laughs> yeah, right? ex- exactly. But uh, all right, well we're done talking. We want to hear from you. What do you think about the Spurs after two preseason games, and what do you want to see uh, from your team uh, tonight in Houston in the final tune-up game? Uh, we want to know. Uh, you can get all the information you need by simply going to News 4 San Antonio on Fox29SanAntonio.com, the Spurs zone, and also subscribing to Lockdown Spurs wherever you get your favorite podcast. Casey, how can everybody chat with you? Follow me on Twitter at Casey underscore Vieira. Simple enough. So for KCPR, mm-hmm. I am Jeff Garcia. We're going to put a lock on this episode of Lockdown on Spurs.